I'll sing with the understanding, as long as I am standing. It's Rhyme and Reason 311. Hey there, Tony here. How you doing today? Hope everything's going great where you are. It's nice and hot here in Colorado. And that's the weather report. Now, for the sports, let's see. Hmm, I don't really watch any sports, so can't tell you any scores. Uh, all right, let's check in with the news desk. And the news desk this time is about understanding. Are we all understanding now? Okay, well, that's it for this rhyme. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you heard me at the beginning say, I pray I sing. Well, I didn't say that. I said I sing with the understanding as long as I am standing. And that's kind of a figure of speech, as long as I'm standing, as long as I'm here, basically. But, you know, that wouldn't rhyme, so I had to do a rhyme. Anyway, so I could have done this with uh, the leading, uh, I guess you call it the headline uh, line from the article that goes with this, but I, I talk about how I pray I sing with the understanding. So uh, I'll just get right to it. What am I talking about, right? It's, Tony, would you just get to it already? Well, the understanding of what I'm singing about, that's the understanding that I'm talking about, and making sure my message is understandable when I do sing or when I do share my message. And as you might tell in the background, I noticed that uh, I live fairly close to a busy street. So let me do a little side note here. I live fairly close to a busy street. I used to have, in another address, I had a great, uh, not soundproof, but pretty soundproof, uh, recording area. And here we're just really close to this very busy street. And the house is, it's an old house, but it's actually pretty well insulated and it's pretty quiet. But if you hear an occasional revving of an engine in the background, that's, there's a lot of people that drive by with those loud mufflers and loud motorcycles and all that kind of stuff. So now I've drawn your attention to it. You can't listen to anything else, right? You don't even hear me talking anymore. Hello? Hello? <laughs> right? Now you're going to, okay, is that one going by now? Let's see. Let's, let me pause for a second. Let's see. Okay, nothing right now. All right, let me get back to it. So the understanding that I'm talking about this time, when I sing with the understanding that no one wants to listen to garbled messages and secret tongues, that's a good way to sing. And then that way, the message actually has a chance of getting through, you know, and here's why that matters. People can hear, they can hear when I sing with the understanding that Paul wrote about. And Paul also, Paul also, and Paul also wrote, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if I want to share messages about God, if I want to sing things about God and share those messages I need people to be able to hear them because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if I want to use my voice, my singing, my songs to help people have faith in God, I need them to be able to understand those people who are listening. I need them to be able to understand. And that means skipping the whole speaking in tongues thing. And in this dispensation of the mystery, and there's been a little bit of a, a talk with a couple of people I know talking about dispensation, asking, what do you mean when you call yourself a dispensationalist? Well, right now, we're in the dispensation of the mystery, and that's actually in the Bible. This isn't something I'm making up. 
it's a good thing to do if you're a Christian is open it up to Paul's writings and see where he talks about the dispensation of the mystery, which is grace to the whole world, to the whole world. You don't need to be a high priest to talk to God anymore. You don't have to be that. You don't need to, and you shouldn't focus on special gifts because you have God's Word, the Bible. And it's not so difficult to understand when you tune into the actual story. It's an amazing, amazing historical journey through about the first, oh, let's say, 4,000 years of our human existence. And even some predictions, also known as prophecy, into the future. So, um, I'm going to share this message about that, that kind of coincides with the message of grace. This is called Freedom, and I'll be right back. Faith working through love. Let's praise God for our liberty. Christ paid up our debt.
get that? We've been given freedom. We are free will beings. And that's a bit of a redundancy to say free will. If God gave us our own will, of course it's free. It's ours. He gave us our own will. And that's why bad things happen in this world, because we make bad choices. God didn't make those bad choices. And I've been fortunate to discover some valuable insights into an actual plot twist in the story of the Bible. It's what helps me to sing with the understanding that Paul mentioned in his letters to the Romans. It was one letter, not letters. And, uh, but the twist, that plot twist I'm talking about, it's pretty easy to overlook if you insist on blending two Gospels into one. What? Blasphemy, blasphemy, take him aside, throw him into the dirt, stone him. I don't know why they always have British accents. But anyway, um, so many Christians don't even like to hear me say something like that, you know, blending the two Gospels. But there's actually two Gospels mentioned in Paul's writings. And I'm not going to get into a biblical theological study right here, but it's real important that you read Paul's writings. If you're a Christian, you're not a Jew, and you um, are looking to learn more about what God wants for you as a Christian, as a member of the body of Christ here on earth in this dispensation of grace. It's important to read Paul's writings because they're written to you. And the other letters, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Peter's writings, Jude, those other guys, are it's great, wonderful stuff to learn. However, they didn't write their letters to you, Gentiles, they wrote their letters to the Jewish people. And I'm not a Jew. I never have been. And if you're not a Jew or you've never been a Jew, it's um, so vitally important to read Paul's writings to truly understand the full freedom you have under grace. And by full freedom, I don't mean that you can do whatever you want, whenever you want, to whomever you want, however you want. And you're good to go. I don't mean that at all. I mean the freedom that's like in the song, faith working through love, and how we should praise God for that liberty. And then love leads into joy, but law leads back into slavery. But we don't have to go back into slavery because we have the freedom of the grace that God gave us through the way, the truth, and the life, His Son, and so what, what do we have to do? You know, what works could we possibly do to add to that? Nothing. In fact, Jesus said this, it's finished. He didn't come to abolish the law. That's true. But he did come to fulfill it. And fulfill it, he did. And so we are truly free when we just believe that. Believe. Paul was asked, what do you do? And he says, believe. Now, there's another part in the Bible that says, well, sure, even the demons believe and they tremble, but they don't trust. It's the kind of belief that trusts, not just the belief that, you know, I know, um, I believe that we have a president, but I don't necessarily trust him, you know, but I do believe we have a savior and a creator, but I have that kind of belief that is filled with trust and then faith. And then that faith works through love, and that gives me the liberty to be my own self where I don't have to go 
and do a bunch of laws. I don't have to follow this thing and that thing and and say, well, you know, we've given this sacrifice and we've done that tithing and we baptized and we all these other things do not do anything over and above what Jesus fulfilled and said it's finished. So it's important to know that when you say or sing anything with understanding, then you have a better chance of the real message under grace that can come through. But when you muddle it up and you mix up the two Gospels and you no longer have the understanding and you're not rightly dividing the word of truth, you're going to confuse those who listen and they're going to, the outside world is going to look at those Christians and say, they can't even agree, so why should we agree with them? Why should we listen to anything they have to say? And I don't blame them. I don't blame them. If you're a thinking, intellectual individual at all, whatsoever, and you hear one Christian say, well, faith without works is dead, and then you hear another Christian say, uh, faith apart from works can lead to righteousness. And you go, you guys just both said the opposite things. Well, you know what? That happened also in the Bible. James wrote, faith without works is dead. And Paul wrote, apart from works, faith leads unto righteousness. He he, He gave us the example of Abraham, who it was accounted to him for righteousness under his faith, not his works. And he didn't even have the law yet. That wasn't laid down yet. So he wasn't trying to keep the law, but he was obeying God. And he was, yes, he was on his way to do the work of killing his son. You know, he couldn't understand completely why God would ask him to do that after he had waited so long. But he didn't do the work. So it was accounted to him toward righteousness for his faith, apart from any work. I'm, I'm kind of getting into a theological thing that I wasn't going to do in this one. But nevertheless, uh, I just know because of people that I've spoken with and had some email interaction with in the recent oh, two weeks or so that this is an issue that Christians continue to kind of go at each other about. And that's why Paul importantly said, you need to be rightly dividing the word of truth. Well, divide? What do you mean dividing? What are you talking about, Paul? Rightly dividing? Yes, there are two messages in the New Testament, and we're to rightly divide them so we know the best way to present Jesus, to present God to the unbelieving world. Okay, I'm going to get off my soapbox for now and in this, but uh, I want to thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Please share with Anybody you feel could benefit from this or anybody who's interested in hearing some Christian music they won't hear anywhere else. And uh, that brings me to another point that I'll bring up in another upcoming podcast. And uh, it's about when I'm changing my music to be around um, other things and and things are going away and things are going to appear soon. And anyway, like I said, that's going to be for another podcast episode. Thank you so much for being there. It's all brought to you by TonyFunderburk.com, T-O-N-Y-F-U-N-D-E-R-B-U-R-K.com. And as always, remember there is a rhyme and reason to life because God made you. There's a rhyme and reason for your life.